0: It's time to take the quiz. 5 questions, 5 minutes a day, 5 days a week.
1: Take the quiz every weekday at the quiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox.
2: Live from everywhere USA. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Here we go, here we go, comedy alive from the greatest country in the world broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous fox news headquarters in new york city it is fox across america with jimmy falla fired up to bring you another big episode of top shelf radio in a bottom feeding political world as we take to the airwaves the stampede of stupidity picking up speed in our nation's capital we
0: have people in washington that don't know what to they're doing
3: it really is a mess dr nicole sapphire is going to stop by she is calling for president biden to take a cognitive exam in the daily mail today biden's lost his marbles tennessee senator Marsha blackburn in the house to react to aoc's latest rant about abortion aoc is a dope and of course lincoln falla joining us to preview his ninth grade football game tomorrow which is sure to be a victory for the Clark Rams.
4: He's a lousy dad, but he's right.
3: 888-788-9910 as we kick off a big Friday uh, for your radio buddy. Fired up for the show, great guests, all of that looking good. I got a lot going on on TV this weekend. I'm going to be on Gutfeld tonight with our lovable little comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld, 11 o'clock on the Fox News channel. Check it out. And uh, tomorrow and Sunday, I will be hosting the big Saturday Big Sunday show on the Fox News channel. So if you're looking for some fail vision check that out. And I will, of course, be on with Brian Kilmeade tomorrow night on his TV show, which is a major step up in class for me. Uh, let's not kid ourselves. You know, as Fox News radio hosts go, you know, Kilmeade is like a cruise ship. It's like a carnival cruise line. I'm like the Somali pirate on the inflatable raft. Uh, But for a few minutes tomorrow night, I am the captain now. I will be there ready to roll. And, of course, today marks one week till we head down to Tulsa, Oklahoma. So if you're in the Tulsa area, uh, you are a KRMG listener. We'd love to see you at the Cape Brewing Company next Friday, October the 7th. You can get tickets for that at the KRMG app. And, of course, Saturday, October the 8th. We were at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center, uh, partnering with our pals at 96.9 The Eagle for that 7 o'clock stand-up show. Tickets for that available at TicketStorm.com. Now, here I am pushing my agenda, and i got to be honest with you, it's a little hypocritical because the tippy-top of the hour, of course, begins, as it should, with an update on Hurricane Ian But despite the carnage, at one point, two and a half million people had lost power. We're now a little bit under two million. We're being told there's been about 21 fatalities, which is horrific. People are still trying to get any sense of order restored in that area in terms of infrastructure, in terms of power. Uh, And we still have people in the media screaming and yelling about climate change. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are. And let me put this into perspective before we dive in. And I've harped on this all week because this is one of those things for this show. Like I always say, oh, I'm trying to use the show as a source of good. You know, I've got this opportunity to talk to all of these people. Wouldn't it be nice if somebody was out there just trying to make a difference in the world? Yeah, we get ratings and everything in between, but we're not like shock jocks. We're not picking fights. I don't want to be a one-note bile distillery. I just want to be a talk show host. And as a talk show host, this is not activism speaking. This is me purely talking to you as a halfway decent human being. Halfway decent. I'm not, I didn't say decent. I am halfway decent. Believe me. Uh, the point being here is, the, first of all, you need some cooth. Okay, if someone's house is floating down the road, if someone's looking for a lost loved one, nobody wants to hear about your political agenda. Okay, it's just not the time, nor is it the place. You know, but the bigger problem here is they're doing this without any type of science, without any data to support what they're saying. They're just screaming and yelling because Democrats, but especially their allies in the media, they see everyone suffering. as an opportunity for themselves to find political joy. Okay, what do they want? They want power, okay? They want power. So at a time when half of Florida doesn't have power, they're out there screaming and yelling about climate change and other you know, democratic wish list items that'll help get enacted into power. That's what goes on. I agree with that. Okay, but understand, these are real recovery efforts that are underway. Okay, and they're not really talking about them. They're talking about, it's just crazy. Okay, I'm going to give you some of these montages, but I want to start with one we played at the beginning of the week. This is your national acting hurricane director. Head hurricane guy here in the country, if you remember, on the eve of the storm, on the eve of the storm, okay, he went on CNN and Don Lemon pushed back on the idea that this wasn't linked to climate change. Told the national hurricane director he doesn't know what he's doing. Here it is, clip 11.
5: That you said you want to talk about climate change, but what, what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. Here. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Okay. On the whole, on the cumulative, uh, climate change uh, may be making
3: storms worse, uh, but um, to link it to any one event, um, I,
5: I would caution against that. Okay. Well, based that, listen, I grew up there, and these storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to int- intensify. This guy's a serious ass. Think
3: about that. that your national hurricane director saying you can't link climate change to any individual event. Okay. That's not what this is. Don Lemon turns around and says, well, whatever, I grew up there, I know better. CNN is the worst. They really are, because I want to point one thing out. Okay. We don't have any data that actually says the storms are intensifying. Okay. It's weather. Weather is very unpredictable in the sense that it doesn't always do what we believe it's going to. Sometimes the storm's worse. You know, how many times are we told in the last 10 years about a storm that's about to kill everybody, and we get lucky, and it makes a right turn, or it loses steam? You know, it happens all the time. Nobody talks about that. But when there is an actual tragedy, when there's actual suffering, the Democrats are like, come on down! Bunch of people are shot! Let's talk gun control! They're like, excuse us, we're grieving. We're trying to solve the crime." Oh, your house is floating away into the bay. Let's talk about climate change. They're like, excuse me. You know what I'm saying? You talk about read the room? Dude, there's no room to even read. But I played that clip because as widely as it circulated on Fox, nobody else got the memo in terms of climate change. Okay, your acting hurricane director says this is not climate change. Here's Mika Brzezinski flat out saying two days later that it is. Clip six
1: what some are calling the storm of a lifetime the washington post has a feature on why florida is more prone to hurricanes and it's got a lot to do with the state's unique geography as the paper points out more than 41 percent of hurricanes in the united states have made some sort of landfall in florida the state juts into warm tropical waters directly in the paths of storms barreling through the Caribbean. Florida also suffers some of the highest financial damage from hurricanes. That's due in part to the rapid coastal development where roughly 76 percent of the state's population lives by the water. According to the Post, quote, while storm frequency has not trended upward, research shows hurricanes in the Atlantic have become more intense, partly driven by higher sea surface temperatures linked to human-caused climate change.
3: You don't have a clue. Okay, first of all, I'm going to start at the tippy top of that. Okay. Her basis for making this claim is that the Washington Post has an article. Yeah, the Washington Post had an article yesterday. I read it to you and died laughing. It was called Seven Reasons a Recession Could Be Good for You.
4: Are you stupid or something?
3: That was the op-ed. The Washington Post. So she wants you to believe the Washington Post says it's climate change. You know the people who said a recession was actually good for you?
5: Come on, don't bullshit me.
3: But that's exactly what they're doing. Okay, this I uh, Florida's so susceptible to hurricanes. Yo, this isn't new. Okay, Florida has always gotten hurricanes. What the Democrats do well to gullible people is they are very good at packaging old news as a new phenomenon. They love love it. Oh, look at this. This is crazy. There's a hurricane in Florida. Do you have any named storms we had last year? Okay, we're actually at about our first of the year. I mean, she flat out admits the frequency of these storms isn't ticking upward. But she want, wants you to believe they're getting more intense out at sea based on water temperatures and everything in between. But let me ask you a question. Even if all of that is true, if all of it is true, Do we have any evidence whatsoever, whatsoever, that says the water temperatures have increased because of anything man is doing? No. Nobody can show you any proof that man is changing the weather. Or woman, or they, or them, or whatever else, or zeer, or whatever, you know, not mother nature, birthing person nature, non-binary, cisgender nature, whatever you want to tell me. The point is we don't have any proof that climate change is doing any of this. But they cater to emotionalist people, people whose emotions are their facts, people who want self-righteousness. Climate change is such a good avenue for the Democrats. One, because it's their most lucrative fundraising apparatus on the planet. The world's going to end. Please give us money. That's all they do. OK. But understand, too, for the people who run on self-righteousness, they, never ha- they don't need a deliverable. They never have to say, hey, we've got the proof. Because as far as they're concerned, the weather is the proof. Bad weather must be climate change. Oh, good weather, that must be climate change. It's so weird, okay? The oldest joke in the world, oldest joke ever told, okay, is that being a weatherman is a good job because you can be wrong 80% of the time and you'll still keep your gig. See, oh, we've all told it, we've all heard it. Ah, I should have been a weatherman. You would be wrong all the time, you'll still keep your gig. Ah, we've all, you know, you've heard the joke a million times. But then in the next breath, they want you to believe a weatherman who can't get tomorrow's forecast right 80% of the time, knows what the weather's going to be doing in 20 years from now.
6: They're crazy.
3: They're stupid, okay? But a lot of people respond to this. Why? Because they want to feel better about themselves. Hey, we know better. We're the climate change folks, okay? We you know, we said it. I went to a speech, okay? John Kerry showed up, told me the world was going to end if I didn't cut my emissions. And then he flew off on a private jet and they passed around a collection plate.
4: Pay up, suckers. That's all they do.
3: All, every one of these climate activists flying around private. Nobody's modifying their lifestyle. Nobody's cutting back consumption. Al Gore's electric bill makes Las Vegas look Amish. Okay, have you ever seen the electric bill in his Tennessee mansion? It's stupid. But again, okay, I have two arguments here and I've been making them all week, so I apologize. Okay, this ain't the time, number one, because people have just had their lives upended. But number two, if you really are going to crowbar into a time of recovery and grievance, you damn well better have some facts. Okay, but do they have, in this moment, any facts that anybody is yelling at? The answer would be no. No, here you go. Okay, I'll give you a little more. Here's a whole montage of these idiots yelling and screaming about what they know to be climate change, clip
7: four. Decades ago, it used to be one or two a season would happen. Now, with climate change in these extreme warm waters, it's almost, you know, it's happening all the time. This storm, in what? a way,
3: is kind of bad news for the people that are still trying to deny climate change as
2: a factor.
1: Florida Republicans deny climate change as a monster
7: storm barrels towards the coast. This will be a first-time test uh, for
0: how you adapt to these new, stronger storms on a, on a warmer planet as a result of climate change.
3: The threat exacerbated, of course, by climate change. Charleston, like Miami, gets water that comes up on a, on a good sunny day. That's climate change because
0: water levels are rising. Our
8: Earth is getting warmer, and there is just no doubt, I think, left that it is feeding these beasts.
2: I'm surrounded by idiots.
3: Okay, everybody yelling right there has no proof of any of that. Okay, we've had hurricanes for as long as we've had humanity, for as long as we've had planet Earth. If you want to talk about increased frequency, this is actually the first named storm of the year down there. We're actually behind the eight ball by about five storms based on where we are traditionally. Understand, okay, it's not called climate change. It's called weather. Weather can be unpredictable. Sometimes it meets your expectations. Sometimes it doesn't. OK, I'm not trying to minimize the suffering imposed by the storm. These idiots are by trying to leverage that real time suffering to advance their political agenda. And I'm only telling you because I care. It's not a Republican statement. It's not a Democratic statement. It's a decency statement. What these people are doing and the time they happen to be doing it is patently disgusting.
6: You're absolutely
2: right. The show that's not afraid to hit the road.
6: The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of the
2: this is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If there is one more uh, concern in the media, it's that this storm could be helping Ron DeSantis politically. Talk about disgusting people putting agenda politics over humanity. Here's Joy Reid, clip eight.
8: I worked in politics for a while, um, but I think you understand it better than I do, is that there are two kinds of ways to run for office. There is paid media where you purchase an ad you purchase ad time on tv you you know send out postcards everything that's paid media and then there's earned media earned media is way more valuable it's far more valuable it's when you can get unpaid media it's when you can get the media to pay attention to you And to watch you doing something that's only positive, where there's no negative spin attached to it, where you don't have to pay for it, it's not an ad. That was like huge earned media. And I think DeSantis understands that the earned media that he gets from doing these press conferences is very valuable to him politically. Let's just be clear, right? Am I wrong? Am I right about that?
7: That was absolutely dreadful.
3: So, you know, he's not out there. Doing these press conferences to help people, to lead a recovery effort and help people together. No. I mean, have you ever heard something that stupid? Like she's lamenting the fact that he has this storm to recover from, that he can get out there and show true leadership skills. Okay, does she ever criticize Joe Biden for speaking after a tragedy? You know, does she ever criticize any Democratic governor who happens to be overseeing a crisis? Of course not. Okay, Andrew Cuomo was the Democratic governor of New York till he got run out of office for being a little frisky towards the ladies.
7: You ever seen a grown man naked?
3: Okay, but understand, he was giving a press conference during COVID twice a day, going on TV at night with his brother in prime time. Did she say a single solitary word about the TV schedules and the earned media of Handsy Andy Cuomo?
6: Andy! Andy!
3: disgusting the politics are so much more important to them than the people and it's gross and if you don't believe me i'm bringing in a text in the back me up jimmy's on the line in big sandy texas yo jimmy
0: hey hey man jimmy great show you and your guys put together a real good one Thanks, um buddy. but i just wanted to say you know there's a uh, the, human beings have been around for about 200,000 years uh it's believed that the earth's about four and a half billion years and yet These liberals uh, and Democrats believe that they have figured out that the climate uh, is affected by human beings.
3: It's it's crazy. And again, all of this stuff they're yelling about right now, Jimmy. Oh, the storms are intensifying. Maybe we maybe they are. Okay, I don't have the data on that, but if they if they actually were, we still don't know what's causing them to intensify other than liberal feelings. Ah, Come on, man.
0: (laughs) Hey, Jimmy, thanks for taking the call, man.
3: You're the best, brother. Keep playing good ball. We'll see you down in Tyler soon. There he goes, Jimmy and Big Sam. The Texans know. You can't BS a Texan. If you could, Beta would be governor by now. Guy's about to lose by 12 points. That's the funniest part of right now. Is every Democrat that's going to lose a big, high-level race is going to turn around and tell you it was stolen? After another year of telling us it was treason to say it was stolen, they'll go back to saying it was stolen. It's a really dumb time to be alive. Uh, But we're going to try to make sense of it in the next break. Why? Because the same media, the same media— Okay, that told you Donald Trump had Alzheimer's because he walked slowly down a ramp at West Point has not aired any additional coverage of Joe Biden talking to dead people. Journalism in this country is...
2: It's America's Life Coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's the horror film that's ruining the country.
7: Joe Biden stars in The 46th Sense. I see dead people. Our 46th president has lost his mind, and he's communicating with the dead.
0: Jackie, are you here?
7: And if that weren't scary enough, his stupid staffers thinks it's fine.
9: That is not an unusual, uh, unusual scenario there.
7: Democrats have always had spending problems, but this senile senior is sending a stack of dead presidents to dead people. They're going to be getting checks in the mail
6: that are consequential this week.
7: The 46th $0. cents. Pay them more. Now playing at the White House and coming soon to a 25th Amendment near you. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fela circling back
3: as the great Jen Psaki once said. Saki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. Well, listen, you miss Jen Saki when you're watching Kareem Jean-Pierre explain away the fact that the president of the United States is talking to dead people at a live White House event. We spent a lot of time on this this week. Why? Because it's a dereliction of duty not to as Americans. When you got a president who shakes hands with invisible people, okay, there's a video yesterday. On Thursday, okay, Biden spoke to a bunch of his FEMA coordinators.
0: I don't remember that ever
3: happening. But it did. And when the speech was over, his FEMA coordinator, his FEMA administrator, tried to lead him off stage to the left. You actually hear her on the hot mic. Saying, right this way, Mr. President. And he goes the other way and wanders into the crowd. (laughs) Folks, I understand. I don't hate Joe Biden. I do hate his policies. I think he's a terribly divisive figure. But what they're actually doing to this guy, it's wrong. Like it's inhumane. This guy, remember the old term uh, pimping ain't easy? Pimping ain't easy. That was a term. Uh, Presidenting ain't easy. And if you don't believe me, take one look at Joe Biden. Okay, the guy's a disaster. Here he is. Okay, this is the clip that everyone and I'm going to get to the everyone in this instance. This is the clip that everyone is either ignoring or trying to defend. Here it is. Clip 12.
0: And so many of you know so much about this as well and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker. Representative, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was going to be here. We have a president that is clearly not all there. And this is where Corrine
3: Jean-Pierre's defense flies out the window. Where's Jackie? Is she here? I thought she was going to be here. Okay, so when Corrine Jean-Pierre, I played you all the clips yesterday, said, well, she was at the top of mind. That's the, you know, she was at the top of his mind, and that's why he said it. You got to do better than that. Okay, he said it. Again, listen to the end of the statement. I, oh, I expect I thought she was going to be here. Clip 12.
0: And so many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here.
10: This man needs a retirement home and a warm
3: bowl of soup. Where's Jackie? Is she here? Oh, no, I thought she was going to be here. So when Corrine Jean-Pierre says, well, you know, she was just on his mind this week. and Not even close! Not even a little. Okay? And now I played yesterday at great length. All of the reporters in the White House press pool, that were like, hey, what the hell? The guy is saying that a woman who he released a statement acknowledging her death back in August a woman who he has a bill on his desk to name a federal building after, okay, a woman we all know to have been dead, the late, great Jackie Walorski. sadly, tragically, since August, Biden is saying, where's Jackie? Is she here? I thought she was going to be here. Do you understand?
2: This could be a problem.
3: So to the credit of the reporters in the room, they weren't buying it. Jen, uh, Jen Psaki. Gosh, I actually do miss Jen Saki because Karine Jean-Pierre is terrible. Okay. But do you understand? Okay. She was pressed hard by the press. Here it is, clip 15.
2: Can you explain where the mistake was made? Did the pres- Was the president confused? W- was something written in the teleprompter that he didn't recognize? Can you just help us understand what happened? I mean, you're
9: jumping to a lot of conclusions. Um, No, but you're, but I, I, no, I hear you, Stephen. I'm, I'm answering the question that you're jumping to a lot of conclusions. I just answered the question. If I had said, if that had been the case, I would have stated that, right? I would clearly have stated uh, what you just laid out. Uh, What I had said is that she was on top of mine and that he is going to see her family in just two days time on Friday to honor her, to honor her work, to honor, uh, to honor um, her legacy, if you will, uh, I, I just mentioned this. It's going to be a renaming of a VA clinic in Indiana in her name, and, you know, that is that is what he was thinking of. He was thinking about her.
4: You were lying
3: your
6: ass off.
3: He actually said the words. I thought she was going to be here. That's true. That, that is true. Okay, so that's not a plausible excuse, but to the credit of the White House Press Corps, they pushed back. But you know who didn't push back? Are you ready for it? The entirety, the entirety of the broadcast media outside of Fox News. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Here's the article, okay? It's right up on FoxNews.com right now, titled, Where's Jackie? Biden's latest gaffe ignored on air by CNN, MSNBC, CBS, and NBC. The media is a bunch of losers. So Biden goes looking for a deceased lawmaker in a crowd. Okay, she's dead since August. It's not like she died two days ago and he didn't hear about it. She died in August. The guy was in charge of the nuclear codes is looking for a dead woman in the crowd. Where's Jackie? Is she here? I thought she was going to be here. Biden's lost his marbles. Okay, understand. CNN, MSNBC, CBS, NBC, they don't even acknowledge the existence of the story, and I really want you to think about that. This is a group of channels that once watched Donald Trump walk gingerly down a wet ramp at West Point, and go, oh, the 25th Amendment, we got a cognitive decline, take a test, this guy's a mess, oh my goodness gracious, and then what happens? Joe Biden starts talking to dead people, you don't get a word out of any of them. That was embarrassing. It's embarrassing to self-respecting people, it's not embarrassing to them, we're living in the death of shame, where steering the narrative is often more important to them than doing what the journalist's job is, which is to hold people in power accountable. Think about the run-up to the 2020 election. They killed the Hunter Biden story. They wrote lengthy op-eds explaining why they won't report on this Russian disinformation. And what did they do? The minute the election was over, the Washington Post and the New York Times, they're like, oh, yeah, and it turns out the Hunter Biden story was true.
6: That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage.
3: And understand, okay? they knew the Hunter Biden story was real. Okay, they knew it was real in the run up to the election because a director of national intelligence told us it was real. So this is where you got to realize if you're a liberal listening to the show because you think I'm a loony and it's fun and whatever. That's great. I love you. Great. You're welcome. You're not my enemy. But the media is your enemy. When the media doesn't hold the guy in power accountable, regardless of what his political affiliation happens to be, you can often wind up with people serving in high levels of elected office who have no idea what they're doing. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. OK, so when these broadcast entities don't acknowledge that Joe Biden's looking for dead people, they're failing Democrats and Republicans. Not good for anybody. OK, of course, one outlet did mention it. <laughs> sadly, tragically, I don't know what's better, not talking about it or talking about it the way they did on The View. The View is awful. It really is. But I got to play a quick clip from the show.
6: No, God! No, God, please, no! No! No!
3: Listen to this Sarah Haynes clip. I played your Sonny Hostin clip yesterday. Listen to Sarah Haynes saying KJP should have just moved on. Here it is, clip 33.
10: I don't know a human that hasn't sat in a room and gone to say something and been like, Oh, my gosh. I And I think that was very apparent what this gaffe was. I think her explanation made it worse, though, because mm-hmm. in that moment, I probably would have just said, OK, guys, it, he, had a, he had a moment. Who in this room hasn't? And then just move on. The fact that she kept kind of repeating the same words. Well, she couldn't really move on so easily since the right wing has weaponized his But those were not his, right wing his gaffes, but In, well, in the he, past, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm surrounded
3: by idiots. Do you hear Joy Bear jump, Joy Behar jump in? Well, he couldn't move on because the right wing, you know, they've weaponized in the past. I mean, come on, Joy Behar.
6: You are disgusting.
3: OK, first of all, Sarah Han saying he's had a moment. OK, he's entitled to a moment. I have moments. You have moments. Just like she said. The problem with Biden is he's had a thousand moments. Tell it like it is. Okay, a million moments. I agree with that. Think about A trillion moments. Okay, by, we watched this guy shake hands with invisible people. The other day, the same day, that he was looking for the dead lawmaker, okay, we also had that hot mic moment with Joe Biden where he finished up his outdoor remarks, and she goes, you go this way, Joe. And he turns around. He looks the wrong way. Then he pauses and shuffles off the stage and turns around again to nobody. Do you understand? It's not a good look to enemies, to emboldened enemies on the world stage like Russia, like Xi Jinping in China. Okay, again, this is not me hating Biden. This is very much me hating what they're doing to Biden. But when Joy Behar says, oh, because the white, the right weaponized. Yo, Joe Biden fell three times on the way up the stairs to Air Force One, okay? The right isn't weaponizing the fact that he's shaking hands with invisible people. The right isn't weaponizing the fact that he doesn't know what state he's in, okay? And nor is it ageist as that jackass Sonny Hostin said yesterday, here it is again, clip 32.
10: You know, I think what it really shows is that this country is so ageist, This country has a problem with age. You know, you go to other countries and our elders are revered. Mm. They're revered because of the knowledge that they have uh, acquired. And this is a man who has worked in government his entire life. This is a man who probably had a relationship with this woman. And, yes, she probably was top of mind. I was thinking about my grandmother the other day and, like, almost reached out to call her on the phone. She's been... She passed away five years ago. It could happen to anyone. And I think they need to stop weaponizing his age. I hate writing about this country.
5: What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.
3: So are you going to tell me with a straight face that if a 35-year-old was openly walking around in public shaking hands with invisible people, calling out for lawmakers that had died months earlier, getting the state he was in wrong, quitting a conversation in the middle of a sentence because he was finished talking
0: we hold these truths to be self-evident all men and women created by go you know the you know the thing
3: listen okay i'm just telling you because i care ladies of the view
7: sell crazy someplace else we're all stocked up here
2: issues of the day in an easy way.
6: He's all man. He's a big, strong looking guy.
2: You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon going to be doing this a week from today live. Down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we'll be doing the show from KRMG in Tulsa with my man Levi May. We're having a live meet and greet after the show from 4 to 6 p.m. at the Cape Brewing Company. And then Saturday, we're barreling down to Oklahoma City and on to Enid, Oklahoma. Going to be slanging some jokes at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. That is a Saturday night show, 7 p.m. Tickets for that at Ticketstorm.com. It's going to be rowdy. Sadly... The real comedy show right now is going on in the White House. I played you this clip yesterday. I want you to hear the Kamala Harris clip one more time. This is her over at the demilitarized zone between North and South Korea. Yes, the good news is she finally visited a border. The bad news is wasn't ours. Here it is. This is clip 31.
6: So the United States
1: shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. And it is an alliance that is strong at the point. And today, there were several
3: demonstrations of just that point.
6: You are so dumb. You are really dumb.
3: For real. Really think about that. The strong alliance with the Republic of North Korea. That is a fact check false. Uh, she probably meant to say South Korea. But you understand, okay, on the world stage, there's really no margin for error. And the fact that we have this woman out here representing us who really is talking in public like a stoned teenager who came home late and didn't expect her parents to still be awake. And now she has to try to make conversation. Well, mom and dad, oh, you're up. Uh, I can't stay long because – we got to get going to where we got to go because it's time to keep doing what we've been doing. And that time's every day. And the parents are like, have you ever had a checkup? What's going on here, Cammy?" Oh, she's high again. We get it. Kamala Harris is an embarrassment. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. I don't even know that they'd know how at this point. Like, the staggering levels of incompetence we're watching at the top of a government. Again, I understand Trump tweeted horrifically dumb things. You know, pot shots, at Saturday Night Live. Rosie O'Donnell's a land whale. You know what I mean? It'd always take issue with somebody watched on TV. There's a slob. There's a real slob. You know, it'd always do that. And that's fine, okay? I acknowledge, I concede that it got a little rowdy in Trump times. But you actually really didn't get the feeling. You didn't really get the feeling that he was going to start talking to dead people, as Joe Biden does, or fly over to North Korea and call them South Korea or fly over to South Korea and call them North Korea. Whatever we're talking about right now, it's just in aptitude on a glaring scale. You know, so if you listen to the show the rest of the way, you know, and you're gonna hear like my son Lincoln Fela come on. Yes. We're in a state of chaos down in Florida and we're praying and we've been giving out the, you know, donate app all day long. It's Florida Disasterfund.org. But the point is, the rest of the world's on fire, too. And if we don't start roasting radio marshmallows, we're going to lose our minds.
4: He's a lousy dad, but he's right.
2: Live from everywhere, USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And we are fired up
3: in this hour to bring you some actual medical analysis on the condition of the president of the United States, who's been a little bit of a mess this week. Well, Dr. Nicole Sapphire, who's of course a Fox News medical contributor, wrote an op-ed that's in the Daily Mail right now, saying... uh, It's not entirely obvious that Joe Biden's elevator goes to the top floor. If you like
4: Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. Young
3: Lincoln Fela also on deck today, and we will talk with Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn as well. 888-788-9910. If you want to add your name to the guest list, you know the rules. You can be a Republican on this show. You can be a Democrat. We say every hour, every day. Just don't be a (laughs) That is all. So pick it up where we left off. If you joined us for the first hour of the show, first of all, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll do better. I pro- We'll do better.
2: You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real.
3: I'm kidding. It was an epic hour. It was a fantastic first hour. Uh, you know, obviously, we were talking about hurricanes and the fact that a lot of Democrats are using this moment to weaponize their climate change agenda, which I just find abhorrent. OK, but the other conversation, you know, sadly, we've had two disasters this week. OK, one is... A hurricane by the name of Ian. The other is a president by the name of Joe.
0: I agree with that.
3: Now, picking up where we left off in the last hour, we were talking about the fact that Joe Biden turned into the kid from the Sixth Sense this week and started telling people he could see dead people, which is never ideal. And uh, he was calling for Representative Jackie Walorski at the White House Hunger Conference. Of course, Representative Walorski died tragically in August. Biden literally says the words, is Jackie here? Where's Jackie? Oh, I thought she would be here. So when Karine Jean-Pierre says, oh, you know, he only said that because she was on top of mind. He knew she wasn't alive. Girl, please stop talking right now. OK, he was looking around for a dead person. It's not good. OK, of course, most major media outlets have completely ignored the story, which, again, is horrifying. This guy's supposed to be in charge of the country. You know, but there is one show, to their credit, to their credit, they're willing to keep on jumping into the storm. The View will talk about it. They, they are a team uh, that plays the teams on the schedule. You know, the old adage in sports, you got to play the team on the schedule. Well, The View plays the team on the schedule. In this instance, the team is dementia, uh, but The View is telling us, no, we're ageist. Here is Alyssa Farah. Okay, she was on this show. She used to be in the Trump White House. But she realized if she wanted to be a Republican on The View— She had to turn into a Democratic shill. okay? a Republican on The View, a Republican on CNN. They're like chickens that serve on the board at Popeye's. They're not exactly making decisions with their constituents best interest in mind. They're there to pretend they care about the party and then take every single Democrat position.
7: He knows what he's talking about.
3: Here is Alyssa Farah saying Biden's gaffe was endearing. People actually like him for this one. Clip 22.
10: My issue was less the comment itself because people do make mistakes. And Biden, by the way, he's been gaffe-prone his whole career. I think it's actually an endearing thing about him. It was more the cover-up was worse than yes. the crime. I think she could have just said it was a mistake. This was a really important issue we are drawing attention to, addressing hunger. Jackie Walorski was a champion of it when she was in Congress and moved on. These were not right-wing reporters. These are, this was ABC No, but they news. reflect was- what people
3: say. I mean, come on.
2: You must have got manure for your brains.
3: (laughs) They weren't, first of all, they weren't all right-wing reporters. They were people who had watched a president ask to speak with a dead person. Okay, I don't care that she worked on the bill. The president has released a statement, okay, acknowledging that she died. The president actually, as Dr. Nicole Sapphire is going to tell us, spoke on the phone With Representative Wilorski's family. I don't remember that ever happening. But the point is, it did. Okay, he has a bill on his desk right now to name a federal building in Indiana after the representative. And understand is very well aware of her passing. There's a difference between a slip of the tongue. Believe me, we know there are slips of the tongue from people of every age, but especially this guy.
0: Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night, the the, the phone.
3: Okay, I understand that. And again, I'm not happy about this. I don't find joy in saying the engine's running, but there's nobody behind the wheel. And what I'm also being willing to admit is that I'm not a medical doctor. I've obviously seen symptoms in the president that I recognize from elderly members of my own family, as a lot of Americans do. And they are actually mad, if anything, at Joe Biden, because they feel like her lust for power and notoriety is forcing her to, you know, put this guy through paces he can't go through. You know, pimping ain't easy. Presidenting ain't easy. OK, especially when you are a guy who oftentimes makes up words. I'll need an effective strategy to mobilize true international depression. pressure. Okay, so what Dr. Sapphire is advocating for is she's not going to come on the air and just flat out say, oh, guy's got dementia. Get him out of here. Okay? Nobody's in a rush to say it's 25th Amendment time. Why? Because if it's 25th Amendment time, it's also President Kamala Harris time.
6: No! No, God, please, no, no, no.
3: Okay, nobody's signing up for that. There was the most brilliant political stroke of genius in the history of Joe Biden's career, is his wife, who is probably running this presidency, was like, We actually need somebody that's not gonna end my parade early. Okay, if we've got a young, competent vice president and and Joe Biden gets out there and starts telling people he's Batman, okay, they're probably gonna want to bring in Robin. But in this instance, Robin doesn't even know who our strategic partners are over in Korea, uh, which means there's no chance they're going to hand the ball to her. Here is Kamala. This was clip 18.
1: So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. And today... There were several demonstrations of just that point.
3: The alliance, the alliance is with the Republic of Korea. North Korea, a dictatorship. A dictatorship, if you remember, the Democrats were homicidal that Donald Trump met with Kim Jong-un in an attempt to lower temperatures. Okay, Kamala Harris just got on the world stage and humiliated our South Korean allies. And again, you're really not going to hear a lot of it in the New York Times today or the Washington Post.
6: That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage.
3: Okay, here's the view. With all of the, you know, talk of Biden being a little bit of a mess, okay, During yesterday's uproar, I played your clips earlier of Sonny Hostin saying the country's ageist, that's why we're mad about Biden. No, would you stop it? Okay, if somebody was 28 and telling us they saw dead people, we'd have concerns, especially if the 28-year-old was in charge of the nuclear codes. We've watched Joe Biden this week spend three different speeches by wrapping them up getting shown off the stage by Jill Biden and other handlers and still going the wrong way. I've lost my marbles. A lot of people feel that way. But here is The View, using the discussion on Joe Biden to pivot towards slamming Ron DeSantis. Clip 21.
6: Governor DeSantis says it's all hands on deck to prepare for what's coming. And that includes reaching across the aisle for help.
10: Isn't it socialism when the, the government helps you? That's uh, um, <laughs> what so they say. Like Social Security and Medicare yeah, and Medicaid and and things like that. And, yeah, the private has got to come.
6: And the police, and I mean, socialism.
4: Can you imagine
3: being that stupid? No. I mean, that is weapons-grade stupidity. Okay. No, 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 no. We know what socialism is. Okay. Socialism is when 90 million people starve to death because the government is confiscating their wages. Okay. Redistributing wealth. There are a lot of aspects of socialism in the current tax code here in America in this, you know, big government agenda that they're praising in Washington at every chance they get. Okay. But the point here is what? Ron DeSantis dealing with a hurricane pretty well, I might add. Okay, not the hurricane itself. It's horrific. But there's nobody sitting around going, wow, we're disorganized. We don't know what's going on. You understand, Democrats are in a really tough spot right now. Okay, they've got Biden pulling out his Ouija board at press conferences. And they've got this DeSantis storm response, which is competent. Okay, saying the right things, doing the right things. They've got 40,000 linemen who are lined up linemen if you're not familiar with the term I mean because believe me the first thing that came to my mind was football players I was like linemen oh yeah Lincoln's coming on later my son oh it's gonna be great okay
9: you don't have a clue I
3: really don't but the linemen are the guys who repair power lines and DeSantis has 40,000 of them mobilized standing down standing down at the moment but waiting to get in there okay once the coast is clear and restore power Okay, yesterday they had two and a half million people without power. They've already shaved that number down by about a million. Okay, and as you understand, power is everything. Okay, because power is providing the ability to, you know, engineer so many of the other rescue and recovery efforts, which is worth pointing out because in a hurricane, your windmill just might blow away. Okay, your solar panel just might not come through. You know what will come through every time?
7: fossil fuels. That's true. That is true.
3: So for all the yelling, okay, for all the screaming about what's going on, okay, everybody in this democratic, you know, cabal of protection for the president, oh, it's not Alzheimer's. It's an endearing trait. What they're not talking about in the back of their mind is we've seen in the past year, two major leadership responses, One was DeSantis handling a hurricane of epic proportions— Keeping people calm, keeping, keeping people informed, and yes, as Joy Behar said, reaching across the aisle, saying this is bigger than politics. DeSantis was on Tucker the other night. He wasn't talking about all the culture differences he has with Joe Biden. He wasn't talking about the, bo- the border. He was saying people's lives are on the line. This is bigger than politics. To the credit of Joe Biden, he said the same thing, okay? So I'm not using this to take a pot shot at Joe Biden, but understand, okay, the view, the Democratic operatives and the media— are horrified at the competence DeSantis is demonstrating because the other big leadership, the other big leadership demonstration we saw was in the aftermath of Afghanistan, okay? And the aftermath of Afghanistan was one of the worst leadership failures in the history of this country. I agree with that. Okay, it started with Biden, if you remember, telling us, no, the Afghan government's gonna hold. The Taliban will never take over. As he was saying that, the leader of Afghanistan was jumping on a plane with all the money he could get his hands on and fleeing the country. Then it was, no, we're never going to leave anybody behind. This isn't going to be like, you know, Vietnam, where you were seeing people on roofs getting into helicopters. That happened. No, we're, you know, we're not going to leave behind our military or our weapons. They're coming home just to... No, ma'am. Okay, we left 10,000 Americans behind enemy lines. And oh, by the way, the whole point of going to Afghanistan was to make sure it didn't become a breeding ground for terror groups. We left with a terror group in charge of the government. Biden sucks. Okay, and then what did Biden do? He got on TV and told us it was successful. This is the most successful airlift in the history of this country you were lying your ass off never mind that it only turned into an airlift because this jackass who's supposed to be leading the country took the military troops out before the unarmed civilians that's
6: stupid use your common sense
3: okay leadership positions involving legislation and ceremonies okay it's you know, that's a common part of these gigs. And to be clear, Biden fails the big the small ones, too. He congratulated the Atlanta Braves this week on beating the Atlanta Braves. Have you ever had a check? I don't know that he has. But Dr. Nicole Sapphire says he needs to. OK, because the guy is failing every test and something tells me he's going to fail the cognitive test next.
7: If you're having trouble sleeping, ask your doctor about Bidenica, the sleep aid made from 100% Joe Biden press conference.
0: The best way to get something done, if you, if you holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. Bidenica
7: has a patented blend of confusion and forgetfulness that will calm the most overactive brains. COVID has taken this
0: year, just since the outbreak, it's taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's just, when you think about it.
8: When they sold out American jobs and killed the Keystone Pipeline, it kept me up all night worrying about how we pay our bills. But then I got Bidenica, and I've never slept better.
4: Sometimes when I get hopped up on sugar, my parents give me Bidenica so I pass out. Other times they give it to me during the day, probably so they can do the deed gross. Warning,
7: people who have used Bidenica have experienced rapid lying and an inability to secure the southern border. Others have hallucinated and fought breakfast cereals.
5: Corn
0: pop was a bad dude.
7: Ask your doctor if Bidenica is right for you.
2: The show that leaves you without hope or change.
9: I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind.
2: This, this is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We are going to be talking with Dr. Nicole Sapphire in the next break. She is, of course, responding to this event, which took place at the White House on Tuesday. It is clip 16. Uh, Excuse me. Clip 15. I'm the worst. Now I need an exam.
0: (laughs) And so many of you know so much about this as well and you are committed. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was she was going to be here.
3: I mean, Biden's
4: lost his marbles.
3: Not good. Not good at all. Uh, we also have another senior moment out of Nancy Pelosi, which took place moments ago. That's
11: really fun. Some of it needed right away for for Iran, but uh, Ian, but it's more will be needed.
4: Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat.
3: Iran. <laughs> that was pretty funny. For Iran. <laughs> for Ian. <laughs> for Ian. All right, so one for three. It's not, it's, that's reasonable, you know. It's reasonable for Nancy Pelosi. She sounds like her, her husband talking to a cop on the side of the road. Can't pronounce a word. Here's a news tip. If a cop ever stops you and says, you know why I pulled you over, do not ask how long he's been following you for. It's a dead giveaway. (laughs) You know why I stopped you? Well, it depends how long you've been been following me for. Not good. Not good at all. Uh, What is good is Dr. Nicole Sapphire. I always love talking to her because she doesn't come on the air and issue medical analysis through a political lens. When Trump was the president and they were locking us down, she was saying it was a terrible idea. She wrote a book about it called Panic Attack. OK, when Biden was the president and they were forcing mandates and vaccines on us, she was saying it's a terrible idea. The point is she calls balls and strikes. So it's good to have Iran on on a day when we've got people in the White House running this administration who don't even know where the strike zone is, to be f- fair. OK, first, we've got Pelosi saying Iran— Ian and Ian, then we have Biden saying, I see dead people. Uh, a decent umpire would tell you these pitches
6: were just a bit outside. He tried the corner in this.
2: It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Oh, girl the band sounds fired up to talk to this next guest because you know they are in the interest of full disclosure she was supposed to be on earlier this week but i was told she lost her voice at karaoke uh let's hope she's better now superstar fox news contributor dr nicole sapphire hey girl
12: well this is better than it was when i was supposed to be on earlier but still not back to normal
3: was it was it careless whisper what song did you in
12: well, you know me. I like to just all-night karaoke, but <laughs> it's a mixture of things.
3: <laughs> Some people actually believe this, by the way. Uh, <laughs>
12: I know. Well, <laughs> oh, you know what? I do enjoy karaoke, oh. but I also am the person who's in bed by 9 p.m., so those usually don't go hand-in-hand.
3: Hand. Oh, that's so funny. Isn't it, by the way? I, I always laugh about this because, you know, uh, you have children. I have one child, uh, you know. Um, whenever everybody is gone – and I might, like, literally have, like, 72 hours in front of me to do anything I want. 90 times out of 100, I actually do nothing. Isn't doing nothing the most underrated thing in the world?
12: Uh, absolutely. And the fact that you can say that you find 72 hours no, where you are not surrounded by mm-hmm. your family or work mm-hmm. uh, and you have time to do nothing, that that's unheard of. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> for me— I don't even know if I've spent more than an hour in my home without at least one member of my family with me.
3: <laughs> well, you see, that was the one advantage to marrying a girl whose family lives in Ohio. Like, she goes and visits. I mean, I try to go whenever I can, but if I have TV, I wind up, like, getting the place to myself. But it doesn't turn into, like, Tom Cruise in Risky Business. It turns into that other movie where the guy just has the dog and they don't do anything. I forget what it's called, but <laughs> let, me, let me get back on message. Oh, Turner and Hooch. Is that what you're saying, Justin? Too funny. Uh, all right. That concludes the movie trivia portion of the interview, Doc. Um, we, we all read your Daily Mail article. Um, we were talking about it. It's, it's top of mind, as Corrine Jean-Pierre might say. Um, basically, your takeaway here is we just need a cognitive exam. You're not trying to diagnose him from afar. You're just saying we've seen enough that we should be allowed to ask some questions. Is that what it is?
12: Listen, you know what, And my point is I am certainly not trying to diagnose him, nor can I. Yeah. But I can tell you, just like people were calling for over and over again for President Trump's mental status to be evaluated, you know, he then underwent a mental status exam with his annual physical, you know, the annual physical and the letter from the White House physician, has kind of been like a ceremonious occurrence throughout mm-hmm. the history. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're adding – Um, cognitive exams when we have a more an aging president especially one who has these continued public gaps and you know people are questioning I don't know is his short-term memory there he's forgetting names he's not he's seeming confused I don't think it's unreasonable to add a cognitive exam because I can tell you any physician who has a 79 year old patient is doing a cognitive exam on him. So to be transparent and truthful to the American people, when a 79-year-old man gets his annual physical, whether he's the president or not, it should include a cognitive evaluation.
3: Thank you. Uh, Dr. Nicole Sapphire on the line, if you're just joining us. I mean, everyone is nodding their head. And there's something, by the way, that I read in your uh, op-ed that I didn't know was the case. He had actually called uh, to console Representative Wolorski's family after she died, did he not?
12: Yeah, you know, I found that interesting, too. That article was re- signed, sealed, and delivered, ready to be published, mm-hmm. and I found that out, and I added that in because I thought that was a very important point mm-hmm. because people were – I think someone on The View, mm-hmm. not that I watched The View, but I saw some clip of it somewhere where they were like, this woman just died a month ago. It wasn't 100 years ago or something like that, like Whoopi Goldberg said something yeah. along those lines, meaning like – it just happened. It kind of slipped his mind. He did, he, it's not – It wasn't something that, you know, really affected his daily life. And it's like, well, hold on a second. Not only did he make a public statement about her death to the people, he also called the family to offer his personal condolences with them. So, you know, it it was something that he knew about. It wasn't just something that slipped his mind. This This actually was in the forefront of his mind, or it was eight weeks ago. So the fact that he was then searching for her in the room you know, it doesn't mean that he his short-term memory is affected, but it certainly raises some questions
3: and i and I think they're fair questions. Again, the guy's supposed to be running the whole country. And I think when you have this conversation, you know, they try to frame this, and this is where I think the Democrats or maybe even the view would be a good example of trying to shield for the president, is they try to frame this as if we're coming at this from a partisan place as opposed to, We've all lived with elderly relatives and seen a lot of mannerisms that are eerily reminiscent of what we went through. Like the stuff when he gets off stage, it's like it's sad. I mean, he—he he is the only president I've ever seen that takes longer to exit a speech than he does to give a speech. You know, and they're helping him off and they're pointing him in the right direction. And I do feel for him. You know, I, I genuinely do. I don't wish him any ill will, but I feel like uh, everyone watching this who's had these experiences with an elderly relative is seeing too many similarities to just sit idly by. But the people, um, like the viewer, you know, you had mentioned them, they just said we're being ageist. But the question I wanted to ask you is, as a doctor, if you had a 35-year-old patient who was calling out for people who were no longer alive, I think your reaction would be similar to the reaction you have now, no?
12: Well, isn't it that the problem these days? Physicians, um, let's, let's talk about some truths. Mm-hmm. Truths. There's an increased risk of chronic medical morbidities as well as dementia with an increase in age. That's a fact. There is an increased risk of many medical comorbidities such as uh, diabetes, cardiovascular disease with uh, people who are overweight. But all of a sudden, physicians cannot call patients out for being overweight because they're, they're being called fat shamers. And people can't call out the president at the age of 79 who may or may not have some level of dementia, or they just want to know if he does, That's they're being called ageist. It's like, hold on a second. Physicians and just people in general need to be able to speak truth without the fear of repercussions of being, you know, called some sort of discriminatory person. And it's just unfortunate the way that things have become so politicized in that manner.
3: Yeah, it's it's really hard just to have a fair conversation. You know, I wanted to bring this up. You wrote a book called Panic Attack, and it really is about, you know, the reaction to covid and how public health initiatives were based so much in fear and became difficult to follow. And it's sometimes counterproductive to the mission. Like, do you think, you know, when it comes to following the science, it's become harder for a lot of objective, nonpartisan people to follow the science? Because they're hearing leaders say things on Capitol Hill like men can have babies. Do you feel like on some level – well, I'm not trying to get into a trans debate, but do you feel like on some level it's undermining the science itself?
12: A hundred percent. And, you know, I saw, I'm going to go back to what you just talked to when you were talking about that physician, the Planned Parenthood physician. Yes. who just testified at a hearing. He was asked the question, can biological males – get pregnant? And his answer was yes, especially trans males. I'm like, hold on a second. Let's (laughs) go back to the original question. Biological male, Uh that is an XY chromosome. Mm -hmm. That means that they have testes, Mm -hmm. no ovaries, no uterus. Mm -hmm. Now, are there some chromosomal variations that can cause someone to have a uterus? Yes, but that's not a biological male. It's actually called something else. And so for them to say that, is appealing to this political side of things that they're negating science. And we saw that over and over throughout the COVID pandemic when you have, unfortunately, you had the CDC putting out these studies that were heavily flawed. But they were saying, well, this is the science. And because it came from the CDC, therefore, we have to listen. And therefore, the mandates came based off of it. But those studies would never have passed the SNP test pre-COVID because they were so flawed and had so much bias in it. And so all of a sudden, the entire foundation of academia just became completely tainted. And I don't know how we're going to be able to get back to where I believe we once were. Now, I can't say that it it was never partisan or never had influence from higher ups, but I can tell you that it has become so uh unbelievably muddied now yeah. it's very hard moving forward to decide what is real and what is not
3: it is it's it's, it's like we've poisoned the conversational well cuz you're having a scientific debate minus the science which is kind of backwards um but all i would say is maybe knowing what we know about how contentious things have gotten maybe we do just need a national karaoke party would you sign up for that
12: sign up for it i'm i would host it we could
6: co-host would.
3: It's so funny. I know. We're due. Okay. We, we set the world on fire on The View last week. I do believe people are still talking about it. Uh, we got to get the band back together soon, Doc.
12: I'm ready. Right. Anytime.
3: We'll hang in there. Uh, rest those vocal cords. We need you back in the studio soon to put out another album. So enjoy the weekend. Don't get too nuts. <laughs>
12: I'll try not to. Have a great weekend.
3: <laughs> you too. There she goes. The great Dr. Nicole Sapphire who did not lose her voice at karaoke, by the way. I was being silly, but she loves karaoke. And every time we talk, we talk about karaoke. And uh, when we were on The View last week, it was really interesting because when they throw to a doctor to talk about like abortion or trans rights, and you hear doctors explaining science, science that would be labeled as like a hate crime if you shared it in the debate. Do you understand? We're not having a debate right now. We're just playing pretend. I mean, straight up, okay? We're having a scientific debate where they're telling us men can actually get pregnant. Dude, if you want people to follow the science, maybe, I don't know, trot out some scientists that do exactly that. When you're right, you're right. And you're right.
2: The critics have spoken.
3: It's a mess. It's
2: a mess. This is Fox Across America.
7: It's the rock album that's got audiences sneaking into the country. White House Records presents Elton
6: Joe.
7: 12 Elton John anthems reworked in honor of our 46th president. Don't you know I- So good, it's like a drug.
6: Don't let my son smoke crack on me. Cause then he gets naked, it always winds up on TV. Elton
7: Joe, coming soon to a retirement home near you.
6: Lost my damn I lost my damn mind.
3: It is. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, as Dr. Nicole Sapphire said, uh, the least we could do, the least we could do, is make the guy with the nuclear codes take a cognitive exam. Dude, Donald Trump once walked gingerly down a ramp at West Point, and the Democrats were like, he's got Alzheimer's! Come on, man! Democrats are so full of crap. And you can make that claim, because Why? We have watched this video this week in three separate scenarios. Biden at the White House, where Jill Biden has to help him off stage and he goes the wrong way anyway and looks around. We saw Biden at FEMA. Okay, yesterday, where his FEMA administrator says, "Right this way, Mr. President." Shows him to the left. He goes to the right and wades through the crowd. A little bit of a no-no if you're a Secret Service agent. Okay, and of course we had the clip we've been talking about this entire hour, which is of him summoning a late. Republican lawmaker Jackie Walarsky, a woman who died back in August, a woman whose death he's he's acknowledged multiple times. I'm just saying the world is a mess right now. And if we can't at least politically agree that this is worth kicking the tires on, then we deserve everything we have coming to us.
2: I admire your honesty.
3: Okay, I know sometimes the politics gets you worked up, makes your blood boil. Uh, I am here as a port in the storm. Uh, to offer you some escapism. I say this all the time. That is my job as the Fox Across America host. So if you're looking for some immediate outlets to escape the torments, I should remind you I'm on Gutfeld tonight with Greg Gutfeld, our lovable comedy dwarf. Uh, And I will, of course, be hosting the Big Saturday and Big Sunday show this weekend. That's at 5 o'clock both days. I will also be on with the great Brian Kilmeade tomorrow night on his Fox News show as well. So it's going to be a wild one before we head down to Oklahoma next week. We'll be at the Cape Brewing Company, of course, Friday the 7th. We'll be at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center, Saturday the 8th. Love to see you there. Uh, But the truth is, I plug all this stuff shamelessly because this was a week, okay, of really forgettable news. You know, whether it was Biden forgetting, Jackie Walorski is no longer with us, sadly, or it was Democrats forgetting that nobody wants to hear about climate change in the middle of a hurricane. First of all, the national hurricane director told Don Lemon, straight up told Don Lemon, I played this earlier in the show, hey, this has nothing to do with climate change. But the
5: Democrats
3: refused to quit while they were behind. Here's that clip that started this whole run. It's clip 11.
5: You said you want to talk about climate change, but what what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question.
3: I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. On the whole, on the cumulative Climate change uh, may be making storms worse, uh, but uh, to link it to any one event, um, I I would caution against that.
5: Okay. well, listen, I grew up there and these storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to intensify.
4: Can you imagine being that stupid? That's the national
3: hurricane director saying this is not climate change, saying you cannot link climate change to one individual event. Don Lemon turns around with, well, I live there. I know
6: people aren't buying it. CNN, you dumb bastard.
3: Don Lemon is getting kicked out of primetime to go to a morning show. Nobody watches. OK, apparently is a bigger hurricane expert than the number one hurricane expert in the country. Now, I grant you most of our experts have been all over the map when it comes to things like COVID and everything in between. But you realize the arrogance of the media in that anyone they're having on, Don Lemon's not having the hurricane director on to talk about hurricanes. He's having him on because he wants to use him as a prop to advance an agenda. We don't have the hurricane guy on to tell us how people can flee and how people can stay safe. No, we have the hurricane guy on to use as a prop and push climate change. Okay, and even after the hurricane guy said it's not climate change, here is
5: Don Lemon the next day. It's clip five. The science shows what the science shows. It's undeniable um, uh, what is happening. But listen, let's talk about the the storm surge. The, the, really, undeniable. what I was trying to explain, the its just a phenomenon of the intensifying storms right? over the years. What it is, not trying to say that it's one that you know one particular storm we could gauge something. But listen, you mm. get an idea. You've been doing this for a while. I've been covering these for you know since I've been in the business for 20 years. I've lived in the Gulf Coast. You see the intensity of the storms increasing, and that's the science uh, definitely shows don't you have any respect for
3: yourself you see the intensity of the storms increasing the science definitely shows that the intensity of the storms is increasing where where is that science anybody showing you that science no they're not showing you that science listen the old adage is when you have the facts you pound the facts when you have nothing you pound the table when it comes to climate change, like, just like racist cops and everything in between, the Democrats are always pounding the table.
6: Put up or shut up.
3: Okay, the climate, <laughs> the climate change thing is based on nothing but emotion. Do what we say, or you're going to crush the planet. When we know full well, climate change for the Democrats is just a creative way of them saying, Please give us money. Every single, oh, the world's going to end. Please give us money. Okay, it didn't freeze. It's going to melt. Please give us money. Okay, the temperature's not rising, but the weather's changing. Please give us money. And oddly enough, there are people on the left that just keep on doing so before all of these activists fly off in their private jets.
8: Pay up, suckers.
9: Live from everywhere USA,
2: it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we
3: go, coming to you live from the greatest country on the planet. A big hour of Fox Across America coming up with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn is going to be in the house to separate fact from fiction. On the latest abortion comments from AOC. AOC is a dope. Is she ever, but she seems to have picked up where that idiot Stacey Abrams left off. Stacey Abrams is fully. And of course, that voice you hear is Lincoln Fela. He will be joining us as well in a big Friday final hour of the show. 888 788 Nine nine one zero., uh, It's a big Friday uh TV night for your buddy. Uh, I'm going to be on Gutfeld with our lovable comedy dwarf Greg Gutfeld tonight at eleven o'clock on the Fox News Channel. Tomorrow and Sunday, I will be hosting the big Saturday and big Sunday shows at 5 p.m. on the Fox News channel. You will also see me on Brian Kilmeade's Saturday night TV show. We're getting it together. Uh, All the Fox News radio shows under one tent tomorrow night. It's going to be a wild one, so definitely check that out as well. Uh, Right now, although we are not talking about my TV appearances, we are talking about a couple of really laughably stupid things that I'm just going to dive right into in this moment, because yesterday up on Capitol Hill, Okay, when the Democrats weren't trying to get Biden to talk to the living instead of the dead, when they weren't, you know, following him off stage uh, and watching him go in the wrong direction, as happened yesterday at FEMA.
10: We have a president that is clearly not all there.
3: You know who else is not all there? Uh, The leader of Planned Parenthood, who testified under oath yesterday uh, that men can... Get pregnant. You're a loony. I mean, they didn't say that to him, but their faces sure did. Listen to this clip, because this is where we're back to in the abortion debate. OK, remember, you know, a day ago, it was a woman's right to choose. Do you remember? It was a woman's right. Men should shut up. We're not going to let men tell women what to do with their bodies. What did Stacey Abrams say last week? She said there is no six week fetal heartbeat. That's a myth spread by men who want to control women's bodies. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. I mean, she's a shameless buffoon. But the point is, okay, a week ago, abortion was all about men trying to control women's bodies, but now we find out from the head of Planned Parenthood, it's men's bodies again.
6: Oh, my!
3: Again, I'm like the easiest guy, okay? I I really don't take life seriously. I love doing the show. I love talking about these issues. But I'm genuinely asking nicely when I say, like, can you guys just make up your mind? Like, you know when you go to the beach... And they have, if you ever go to the beach, they have, like, tide warnings. They're like, well, it's low tide today or it's high tide today. Like, the Democrats have to start posting a sign every day so we know where they stand on their issues. Oh, it's a woman's right to choose. Oh, it's a man's right to choose. They're crazy. They're nuts. Okay, listen to this Yahoo at Planned Parenthood telling you with a straight face men can, men, men can get pregnant. Clip 23.
11: Dr. Kumar, can biological men become pregnant and give birth?
4: Um. So... Men can have pregnancies, especially trans men.
3: <laughs> no men are getting pregnant, okay? When he says trans men, okay, what he's saying, and again, I don't hate you if you're trans. The Democrats try to frame this pushback as, you're going to lead a spike in hate crimes. You don't like these. No, we, listen, it's America. Everybody can do whatever they want. But, you know... At a time when we're always getting yelled at to follow the science, it would be nice if the actual leaders in this country acknowledged the science.
7: Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina.
3: Okay, that was one of the biggest jokes in Kindergarten Cop. The film is 45 years old, okay? We have accepted that men and women are biologically different since the beginning of time. But now they've tried to turn this into a political cudgel, and I want you to understand why they do this. Okay? You need to know this, man. Okay? The Democrats always adapt extreme positions, whether we're talking about trans rights or now late-term abortion. You should be able to abort a baby right up until the minute the baby is born.
8: That's not right.
3: Dude, that's disgusting. That's infanticide. But one of the reasons they take these positions, just so you understand— is because they know it'll get blowback, and they're counting on the blowback so they can turn the debate into, you hate women, you know, you hate trans people. And then we don't actually have the, have the debate over whether or not aborting a baby three months after it could live without the mom is murder. Then we don't have to have the debate over whether or not it's appropriate to tell five-year-old kids they can gender transition. Here's a newsflash. They shouldn't be doing that. Doesn't mean I hate you if you're trans. That's how the Dems will frame my remarks. But the truth is I've had the pleasure of raising a kid. You'll hear my son in this hour. Okay, when we talk about the kid stuff, like, I care. I bring my kid on just so you can, you know, get a feel for what other parents are going through in terms of raising a child and everything in between. Okay, but anyone out there who's been blessed enough to raise a child, okay, if God dealt you that winning hand, which is, you know, again, one of the most humbling privileges you'll ever know. Okay, to sit there holding a baby, like it's a brand-new MacBook Air that just came out of the packing peanuts, and you're sitting there holding this MacBook, and you realize it's never downloaded a single solitary file. You are, in theory, responsible for everybody it does, everything it does, every file it downloads, everything it, you know, every, every dirty website it winds up on someday.
0: Hubba, hubba.
3: Okay, the point is everything that MacBook Air evolves into is your responsibility as a parent. And if you take that responsibility seriously – If you're really engaged in your kid's development, like you're taping his first words or, you know, the shows he likes or holding on to the artwork, everything in between, what you quickly come to realize is you raise 100 versions of the same kid. Yeah, their personality rounds out and takes shape, but they're very fluid in their development. I mean, you think about it. On one end, the Democrats want you to forgive student loans because kids made bad decisions at 19. Okay, fine. But are you going to tell me in the next breath that even though kids can't always make the best decision at 19, they should be allowed to decide what gender they want to be at age
7: five? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here.
3: I mean, really think about that. At a time when your kid's favorite show is going to change, his favorite food is going to change. Okay, the games he likes to play with you, the vocabulary, the kid is constantly evolving. They're called the developmental years. They are developing. They're not fully grown. They're not fully developed. They have not taken shape. The idea that the Democrats try to push giving kids autonomy to permanently and surgically alter their body. I'm telling you, it's barbaric. It's disgusting. Okay, and we're going to keep on speaking up to it.
6: You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. Not if
3: the Democrats can help, but I'd get rid of them. OK, but let's get back to abortion because it's the same thing. They don't want to debate the issue. OK, what the Democrats support is infanticide. It is murder. OK, it's not a woman's right to choose. It's murder. If the baby can live without the mom, it's murder. Understand, if you carry a baby to term, it's born on Monday, you kill it on Tuesday, you get in charge with murder. So what's the difference two days earlier? What's the difference three weeks earlier when the baby would live outside the mom? I think he's got a point. Okay, but here is AOC trying to make this no, not about the barbaric science that doesn't support the Democrats. And again and again and again, you have to know, okay? You have to know this, man. They don't care, okay? They like power, they like slandering people who disagree with them, okay? But they don't have any interest in having an honest conversation about what abortion is. Because nobody's on board with it. Okay, so they frame it as, well, you must be racist. Actually, the woman, Margaret Sanger, the patron saint of Planned Parenthood, was racist. She viewed abortion as a ticket to eugenics, a way to thin out the black population. That's why they're quietly scrubbing her name from all the Planned Parenthood buildings. Okay, you think history is going to be kind to them? No. Late-term abortion is this generation's slavery. As the science has evolved on this, people are going to look back and be like, who were these animals? Oh, they were the Democrats, the same people who supported slavery. But here is AOC. Okay, talking about abortion being an economic issue. Here it is. That is clip twenty-four.
10: I think it's important to state that um, that abortion is an economic issue. Forcing poor and working-class people uh, to give birth um, against their will, against their consent, um, against their ability to provide for themselves or a child is a profound economic issue, and it's certainly a way to keep um, a workforce uh, basically conscripted uh, to large-scale employers and to employers to, be, to work more uh, against their will, to take second and third jobs against their desire and their own autonomy. And so the idea that, um, that abortion and access to abortion is somehow not a profound and central economic issue and class issue and class struggle um, is certainly something that I think a person who's never had to contend uh, with the ability to carry a child, um, you know, it, it belies that perspective. What would
0: you do with the brain if you had
6: one?
3: That's a very fair question to ask AOC. What an idiot. Just as dumb as they come. All right, let me just jump in here, okay? First of all, is anybody, anybody, anywhere in america being forced to give birth against their will the answer would be no she's already framing the argument from a lie why because she's catering to a crowd of people whose emotions are their facts if you tell people women are being forced to give birth against their will emotionally that's probably gonna upset you. it would upset me but here's a news flash okay no one's being forced to give birth against their will okay there are nowhere in this country where a woman is going to be forced to carry an ectopic pregnancy outside the womb that would kill her, okay? The rape or incest exceptions, okay, are something that is supported by the overwhelming majority of Americans. But stick with me for a second, okay? No one is making women go out and have sex. If we were going to be fair, there's the pill. There's the condom. There's abstaining, okay? You have so many options that don't involve killing a baby. You have so many options that don't involve killing a baby when it's viable enough to live outside of the mom. And never mind if we're being clear. Seventy percent of the abortions in this country take place now via pill. Okay, they get a pill. They get a morning after pill. Okay, they think they might be pregnant. They take the pill as a safety precaution Okay, and they don't carry the baby to term. This idea that women aren't going to have those options is a lie. No one is banning that pill. Okay, what's being debated, just so you understand, and this is for the pro lifers, okay, what's being ultimately debated at state legislatures is the idea of making abortion here on par with the rest of the world. The rest of the world caps abortion at 12 weeks. There's nobody out there in the world letting you go beyond 15. Nobody, except who? Except who? China and North Korea, the two biggest human rights abusers in the world. The Democrats are on par with that level of abortion. Okay, that level of abortion is not popular. It's not supported by science, okay, in in the sense that it wouldn't constitute murder. Okay, so they don't want to have that conversation. So they talk to people at an emotional level, hope to get them worked up enough to think through this as stupidly, as dumb as AOC does. When she says, oh, it's an economic issue, don't ever forget, man. Don't ever forget. The whole argument for abortion, okay, based in the 70s was what? Women aren't getting ahead in the workforce because they're raising babies. They're stuck at home. So we need to give them abortion so they can spend more time in a cubicle. Work their way up the ladder. That was the sales pitch for abortion as we were upending women's careers because they were too busy raising babies to focus on them. Now, AOC just got out here and said it's the complete opposite. I mean, really think about that. She just said with a straight face, oh, it's the Republicans. Okay? They want women to have the abortion so they can be in the workforce. And and excuse me, they want women to carry life so the babies can go to work. That's what it's all about. It's crazy. Okay, none of it makes sense, but none of it's shocking because if you're used to following AOC, then you know this is not a serious analyst, this is not a policy person, this is a low IQ TikToker who happens to be in Congress. Tell them like it
6: is. Green New Deal really blows. Our knowledge is a fountain, the driest fountain. So dumb, and everybody knows. They all see, oh, they that dumb woman though. She's all. Wrecking the country. They'll see. Oh, they'll see. That dumb woman low. She's running her party. They'll see. They'll see. That dumb woman. She's wrecking the country.
2: It's the number one children's show in the country.
4: He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad.
2: (gasps) Oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Exactly one week from doing the show down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That is right. If you're listening on KRMG, Friday, October the 7th, we'll be doing the show at KM- KRMG Studios. We'll be hanging out at the Cape Brewing Company afterwards. There's a meet and greet from 4 to 6 p.m. If you want tickets, get on the KRMG app. Come hang out with your radio buddy. The brewmaster is naming a beer after me for the day. That's rad. That's, that's going to be really cool. Uh, I mean, for me, that, that's like a high honor. You know, I look like the kind of guy they would name a sandwich after, but uh, I'll settle for a beer instead. I mean, either way, it's right there in lockstep with the rest of my existence. Fat,
2: drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life.
3: I always argue on the contrary. Saturday night, we will be fat, drunk, and stupid. Saturday night, October 8th, I'm at the Chisholm Trail Expo Center. That is a 7 o'clock show Uh, if you want to attend. Ticketstorm.com. You can thank our good friends at 96.9 The Eagle down in Oklahoma City for throwing this together. But we are headed out to Enid, Oklahoma, Saturday night, October the 8th. It's the Chisholm Trail Expo Center at 7 p.m. Of course, right now, in this moment on this show, uh, the state of Tennessee is taking center stage because when we come back, Superstar Senator Marsha Blackburn has to weigh in on some AOC comments, some dirtbag Democrats pushing climate change in the direction of hurricane victims. Even the Washington Post writing an op-ed about the silver linings of being in a recession.
4: The media is a bunch of
3: losers. They really are. And it's one of my favorite things about talking uh, to the great Marsha Blackburn is there's no filter, okay? She is brutally honest. Because she's getting down to brass tack. She's an adult in the room that wants to solve problems. Okay, the problem right now in Washington is we don't have a bunch of people that are talking like adults about how to solve issues. They're either trying to get Instagram clicks or they're just getting the president back onto the stage because the guy doesn't know where he is half the time. This
10: man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup.
3: But give Biden credit. At least he gets the countries right. Kamala Harris spent yesterday bragging about our entanglement, our strategic alliance With North Korea, which I got to be honest with you, not the correct answer. If you're on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire anytime soon, do not use Kamala Harris to phone a friend would be my best advice.
4: Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. (laughs) Ha-ha!
2: Reality With a bit of insanity, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Oh, there's a lot of insanity right now. And for once, it's not me causing it. Uh, It's the people running this country. Uh, But joining us now, one of the adults in the room who very well could turn this country around. If anybody can do it, Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn is back on the show. Hey, hey, hello.
11: Hey, how are you? And you are so right there. You just have to think, stop the insanity. When is... (laughs) Somebody going to get a handle on this, and I do have some ideas of how we can do this, Jimmy. You know if you want somebody to fix something, you go ask your mama
3: first, right <laughs> That's definitely the case in my house uh definitely of
6: course <laughs> of course.
3: Uh, well, we're.
11: So, yeah, you know, getting the out of control spending under control would be a big start in freezing federal spending and freezing federal hiring and freezing federal salaries uh-huh. and kind of taking a time out, catching a breath, seeing yeah. where you are, mm-hmm. assessing doing inventories and then deciding what you need to tackle first. If it was an issue in your business or in your family, isn't that kind of what you would do? And that's what the federal government needs
3: to do in a, in a perfect world. But does does this mean that you are not um, going to live by the advice of the Washington Post, who told us about the silver linings of a recession?
11: that is one of the most ridiculous <laughs> articles that I have ever seen. You know, it is the Washington Post saying, hey, America, celebrate austerity, celebrate being broke, accept it, because it is going to lead you to utopia. (laughs) And in the liberals' mind, that utopia is people are the peasants and they, the liberals, are in charge.
3: It's so crazy. We're talking to Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. I read that yesterday and I was just, first of all, I was so blown away they even allowed somebody to print that, that it was allowed to be published. But what I also noticed is that they were acknowledging a recession. You know, we were told a week ago you had to put a quarter in the swear jar if you said we were in a recession, which, by the way, based on inflation, they don't even want a quarter. Now you have to throw 47 cents in the swear jar.
11: And what they're doing, as you said, they're admitting. See, everybody knows it's a recession. Mm -hmm. And when you can't fill up the gas tank and the grocery cart in the same week, you know this is not plentiful. And it's not a time of plenty. You know that this is a time of recession because you know that when the end of the month gets there – you have run out of money before that end of the month hits. Yeah. And people are dipping into their savings and, that they had built up during the years of President Trump, and they're having to spend it to make it to the next month, make it to the next paycheck.
3: Yeah, it's, it's nuts. And uh, to top it off, some of them are getting student loans now in their taxes uh, with all of this dopey student loan forgiveness. Here's the question I wanted to ask you most people believe. Okay, that the Democrats are going to get their butts handed to them in the midterms. So are we watching almost like a shopping spree where the Democrats, you know, things like climate change, student loan forgiveness, they're just funding, throwing money at every left wing, you know, wish list item, knowing they won't be in a position to do it two months from now, three months from now.
11: Yeah. Here's what is happening. You know, they thought they were going to get the third term of Barack Obama Mm -hmm. when Hillary Clinton became president Mm -hmm. in 2016. That did not happen. Mm -hmm. So they never got to finish a lot of things that they started. They had taken over the student loans. Uh, They had federalized those. They were on the move to federalize. Healthcare, care. Mm-hmm. They were on the move to uh, federalize the banking system. They were growing the IRS. See, look at all these things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. They had beefed up the U.S. Department of Education so that your local and state school boards had less authority. So they needed to complete this work in order to turn us into a socialist-styled government. Well, now, with Joe Biden in there – and we all know Joe Biden is not calling the shots. No way. Joe Biden cannot even tell you <laughs> what they're talking about, and he yeah. gets off script, and they have to go clean it up. Yep. So you've got the cabal in the White House that is calling the shots, and student loans are a great example of this – Because Biden didn't want to do this waiver, and it is Jill Biden and the cabal that made him do it. So now they have totally screwed it up because they don't have an understanding of Economics 101. Mm -hmm. And they have proceeded to tick people off. They have proceeded to take steps that are going to get them pulled into court, now they're having to go back and revisit it. Because the way they've set this up, let's say you are husband, wife, you're mm-hmm. earning $250,000 a year, but you each went through school on Pell Grants. Mm-hmm. So you each are going to get twenty thousand dollars of loan forgiveness a total of forty thousand dollars but let's say that during the pandemic when all the money could apply to principal and they were not charging interest you decided to continue that payment and just pay these loans off then they're going to give you that money back Mm -hmm. that you paid off during the pandemic plus the couple gets the $40,000 that would accrue to them because of
3: the forgiveness. I mean, that's
11: I mean, they crazy. could be coming out with 60,000 bucks in their checking account.
3: <laughs> that's yeah, that is economic insanity. And I want to be clear, Senator Blackburn, totally. I, I, and I'm not an expert. I spent my 20s investing in blackjack and light beer. OK, and uh, I didn't really get much of a return, but I had a nice time. But if I can sit here and point out the insanity of that, do they not get economics or do they just not care?
11: they don't understand it Absolutely. so this is why they're getting hauled into court mm-hmm. you know because they have all of these people that didn't go to college see when you look at the fact that 210 million people in this country never went to college mm-hmm. and you have 60 percent of the student loan debt of it is held by people with advanced degrees. So they're masters, PhDs, doctors, lawyers. Mm -hmm. And then you have the bottom fifth that is holding about 10% Mm -hmm. of that student loan debt. Your low wage earners are holding a small portion of that. So what you're doing is giving a gift To the rich. And then this crazy idea that Elizabeth Warren has come up with, Mm -hmm. that if you really want to get rid of your student debt in total, you can declare bankruptcy under Chapter 10 and go into the court and have... All of your debt expunged. That's her idea of how
3: to solve this. Yeah, this isn't this isn't good. Uh, I have a my 13 year old son coming on today to close the show. I would feel better if he was in charge of the economy. Like his lemonade stand was at least profitable, you know.
11: Yeah, and your 13 year old son would probably look at this and say, "Dad, this is crazy. <laughs> no, what can true. you give people? I want to go sign up for this. They're giving people money they didn't earn. You make me earn my money."
3: Yeah, this is crazy. I made him set up the lemonade stand, get the stack the plastic cups. I'm telling you, it's a it's a wild time to be in Washington. But we're counting on you, Senator Blackburn. Keep playing good ball. We'll do it again soon.
11: You got it. Take you're the, care. You're bye the bye.
3: greatest. There she goes. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn giving us a lesson in economics. Dude, you're giving rich people $40,000 in the name of compassion. What a fraud. And never mind that you're doing so by doing what? Printing and spending more money and handing the bill to all of that to the taxpayers.
8: Thanks, big government weenuses.
3: Lincoln and Fela when we come back. A show with substance and style.
2: This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's
6: a good-looking Italian.
3: sound can only mean one thing, it is Fox Across America, it is Friday, joining us now in studio, number 64, star defensive end for the Clark Rams, the 2-0 Rams, technically 3-0, do we count
4: the forfeit? Yeah, it got counted.
3: Lincoln, Phelan, George from Queens, back in the house, and the crowd goes wild, hey man. What's up? Well, you know, we always joke about like I'm betting your games, Mm -hmm. but this week we did not catch Aaron Judge's 61st home run ball. So we actually no one did. did no no one did we actually need the money though uh, good to see you my man uh, the fans are fired up just to get everybody up to speed you weren't on
4: last week because what happened the team you were playing forfeit so this they was... made no they made up some of their players having COVID because they didn't want them to get injured to us stop it are people scared of the Clark Rams? Yes. That's you. So you guys, you know, they say the term in sports. The, we are us and Seaford are the only undefeated high school teams on Long Island. Is that TV. true?
3: Yep. So you're the team nobody and we wants play to play. Seaford. You do. That's mm-hmm. epic. But that's not this week. Well, this no,
4: week. not this week. But we eventually play them.
3: Okay. But right so now, one of us
4: has to lose. A well,
3: show. you don't want to look ahead. It's called a look ahead game where you know you got that big team coming up, so you play like crap because you forget about the team that you play playing tomorrow. Tomorrow we got Malvern. How
4: do we feel about Malvern? Fine. I. I figured out a way uh, to watch film on my computer. Get out of town. Mm-hmm. You didn't like destroy your tablet like the Buffalo Bills
3: coordinator? No. Did you see that guy? Yeah. So what is with all the NFL guys? Because didn't Brady start yeah, Brady this? Brady
4: throws a tablet. Everyone, like, breaks it. <laughs>
3: Everybody's breaking I tablets. I don't think they get
4: fined for it either. They just throw them. Like, they just hand them out. So, like, I don't know.
3: I, I It would be a good commercial it's for It's like the...
4: breaking a bat in baseball.
3: Yeah, like you get frustrated. Like, yeah. remember Bo Jackson broke a bat over his knee when he struck out. But, like, it would be a good advertisement for the tablet if they still worked after that thrashing. Yeah. But I don't think they work. No. Not good. Lincoln Lingenfella in studio it is Friday. Our little prince here so did you try my technique when you were lining up on defense or on offense did you did you ask anybody if they wanted a hug from the snuggle bear
4: no sadly i forgot
3: (laughs) well tomorrow's another day
4: you never know how did the rams look in practice this week rams look good in practice yeah Mm -hmm. better than your Steelers looked Dude, uh, we just couldn't stop the run. That was our problem. Our offense actually played fine the other day. It was our defense.
3: Well, listen. tomorrow We're only
4: favored by four against the Jets, which is scary. Which
3: is embarrassing. Because yeah. the Steelers playing the Jets, that's like a father-son game. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Jets are terrible. Mm-hmm. As I say in my act, the Jets are so bad. If you get there early, you can play. Right. Good night, everybody. Come on, Lincoln Phelan. So you are you predicting victory? Yeah. You are. Uh, the Snuggle Bear. Just so everybody knows, two and zero. Technically, three. yes, I know you're counting. So no, just, they
4: no, they count it on the it schedule. Does count we don't play record. them again.
3: Really? Yeah, they gave up the the win. Wow. So they really didn't want. It. I thought you were kidding when you said that. No,
4: they gave it up. We're <sighs> three and uh, we're listed three and zero on like the rankings.
3: Yeah, like in the rankings and everything like that. And you guys are playing good. You're feeling good. Did we line up a location for the pasta party tonight or no? Oh man, should mommy step up? Is your mom going to be next de- week for real? Yeah, but I'm going to be in Oklahoma. Do you really want to have it when it's just mommy? Because mommy makes a lot of rules. You know, I mean, if I'm here, it's kind of a free for all.
4: That's the problem. But we can't do it. With one day left.
3: Oh, you don't have enough notice because no. kids gotta like show up and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, people
4: have baseball tournaments and stuff. It just it is that
3: still going stuff. on? Yeah, baseball in the fall sucks. Like if you live in like you know the south where it's warm out, it's good. But when you swing an aluminum bat when it's like forty degrees, yeah. doesn't it hurt?
4: Yeah, even when it's like a really cold night game in the spring. Oh, it's, it's like the worst. Road,
3: yeah. Well, you keep talking about, you know, if the Yankees are in the playoffs, and me and Uncle Mike are going to take you to, like, the World Series if they make it. You've Those games are, like, so cold. Like, 30 I degrees. I would go.
4: If we were going to go to the Bills game for fun skis.
3: Yeah. I believe it and the, it was
4: feels like negative <laughs> 13.
3: The 99 World Series, I actually saw Chuck Knobloch ice fishing behind second base. He caught, like, two trout. It was mm. crazy. No, it's cold as hell at those games. But if you bundle up... The, the reason guys get away with it in the stadium is, like, half of them are drunk. You know when you're watching a sporting event, it's, like, one degree, and you see the four guys with no shirts on yeah. that have, like, yanks spelled out? Crazy. Um, let me ask you this really quick while I got you in studio. Did the high school kids... Uh, Hear that Joe Biden said uh, was looking for a woman who's not alive at his press event? What? Oh, you didn't see that? No. I see. I don't, this is how little I took to my family because I've been so busy this week. Like me and Lincoln getting together on the radio. We actually hung out. We went to a Yankee game this week. I beat was, him in Madden. Did you, though? Steelers oh, you did. You Bills did. He's, the Super I'm the Bills in Madden. He's a superstar. He's a Super Steeler fan, and he did beat my team. But we had a good— uh, To go
4: to the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, he's in the Super Bowl in Madden, which is— Congratulations. He's going down. I'm the reigning— You
4: play New York, New York when you make it.
3: Oh, no, it's a big deal for me because I'm the—as a, as a 41-year-old man.
4: You're like 40. <laughs> I'm
3: kidding. I always get my age wrong. But uh, it's a big deal when you beat your kid who has more time to play video games. I am the technically the reigning Super Bowl champion.
4: Technically.
3: Thank you. Um, but how good was that Yankee game?
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, when Judge would get up at bat and he— if he just even hit a pop-up, everyone would go crazy.
3: It's like, I feel right. I feel bad for him because, like, Aaron Judge, kid everybody's there to see him at a home run. And they all want to, like, catch the ball and make yeah, a million dollars. no one's dollars.
4: really there for the rest of the game. They clinched the playoffs. Nobody cares. They're on pace to, well, they were on pace to make it to the second round. They did. They we won were there. The division. Yeah. Everyone was just there for Aaron Judge. And then people would go quiet when he went at bat. Yes. But he,
3: like, let off the game with a double and people were, like, booing. Yeah, people <laughs> like, were Like, upset. no, this is good for us. <laughs> But nobody has any perspective because they just want to catch the ball. But I bring, bring this up because you said what in the stands? You said if you caught the ball, what yeah, would you totally. do? You would give it to him. But didn't you say there was a condition?
4: If he s- signs a contract with the Yankees.
3: Do you still mean that now that you know the ball might be worth a million bucks?
4: Well, but think about it. I don't would make... I rather have uh-huh. a million dollars or would I rather have millions of Yankee fans be happy?
3: Ah. What a good young, decent person you are.
4: Well, I would rather Aaron Judge stay than a million dollars.
3: Would you though? Now you realize I don't make as much money as you must think I do.
4: I know. We but, need like, that. You we... can make a million dollars back of it. but eventually. we
3: need that ball, son. I'm just.
4: <laughs> well, he gave it to his mom.
3: <laughs> nah, he did. It's a nice story. He's Aaron Judge. He, listen, Aaron Judge is everything that's great about sports. You know, and I we say that about you. That's why the audience likes you so much. You are patently a good kid. Thank God you have my blood in your body. Mm. Because we know your mom's family is a bunch of shysters. I'm kidding. I have a stand-up gig. We're working out in Mommy's hometown in St. Mary's, Ohio, out by Wapak. Do you think that's a good move or no?
4: Uh, Depending on who you allow in.
3: You don't think – yeah, you don't – because, you know, we have some drunk cousins in that family. You know. uh, out of the 152 of them. Yeah, know.
4: they have so
3: many people in that family. It's like a 1,000 of them. No, I know. I was like, dude, I'll sell out the theater alone just inviting like half the family. Yeah. It's going to be epic. But give me a final score prediction for the Clark Rams over Malvern. 38-17. 38 eight 38, seven Yo, last time you were only off by like two points. Really? What yeah. did I say? Uh, I think you said 34-17, and I think the final score was like 36-18 or something like that.
4: We killed—well, our quarterback had three rushing touchdowns and two passing and an interception. No, like you we, guys we smoked crazy, Cold yeah.
3: Spring Harbor. That was epic. But I'm counting on you guys to come through tomorrow against Malvern because, like I said, we did not catch Cover a home run. Cover the spread,
4: Link, man. You
3: better Link, man. That's all I care about. It's not That's what you want to lose. some
4: good old-fashioned, good-living America. The That's rent doesn't it is, pay
3: son. itself. Do you think I want to put this fat body on OnlyFans? fans Yeah.
4: <laughs> There's a lot of chubby chasers out there.
3: You're right. We don't need you, Aaron Judge. I don't need your home, home run ball. I just got to take my shirt off. Uh, Lincoln a happy Friday. Give him hell tomorrow, okay? We're all proud of you. Don't
4: take nothing from nobody.
3: Nothing, Snookums. You get out there. You tell them how the snuggle bear gets it done, okay? All right. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to all of you. Uh, Watch me tonight on Gutfeld, and I will see you tomorrow night uh, with the great Brian Kilmeade. And uh, we're back here Monday morning with Dana Perino and Bill Hemmer on America's Newsroom. Until then, go Clark Rams. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a Jimmy Fallon. You are the worst.
6: Get him out of here. Get him out.